All right. I'm Zan Rule. And I'm Lexis Gordon. We're the Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. If you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to thehabit.com. That's Habit with a Y to book a free consult call. Well, welcome to our ninth episode. It's Coach Zan and Coach Lexis here, and we have a special guest today. She is going to be talking all about her macro journey, and her transformation is literally incredible. So today we are chatting with Miss Mary McKee of Mary McKee Fit, if you follow her on Instagram. She is a health and fitness blogger and mother of three, and she is going to walk us through her entire journey with macros. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Welcome, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. We're so excited to have you. Lexis has been speaking so highly of you and has been following your transformation and she, you know, brought you to our attention and your page is incredible. And so we just want more inspiring stories for our women to hear. So we're really excited to hear all about yours. Yes. So um, I can tell you a little bit about myself if you want. Yeah, Um, go for it. I am 33. I have been married for eight years. And I am a stay-at-home mom of three kids. I have a 15-year-old girl, seven-year-old boy, and a three-year-old little girl. And um, I'm from Texas, been living in Texas my whole life. And um, I basically started my page two years ago, just on a whim. I was talking to a friend and I was like, I just want a way to just kind of document my journey. And that's kind of where it started. And then snowball effect it just kind of turned into what it is today that's so awesome so you know besides just macros in your journey are there any other areas um that your page touches upon um definitely motherhood obviously um Mm -hmm. i don't technically share my kids too too much i kind of keep try to keep a lot of that more private but i do talk about motherhood Mm -hmm. i talk about just different hacks that I have or just anything that I want to share basically. I mean, it goes ranging from sharing my new love of plants <laughs> to um, talking about <laughs> food and talking about fitness, um, showing my progress, my strength progress, macros, all of that. I mean, it's basically anything I want to share. That's what I share. That's awesome. And we were just talking, we love that, you know, you're so successful and have three children, one being 15. Um, And so you've obviously been a mom for a really long time. And we all know Coach Lexis has a brand new babe, but she is a new mom. And so we're just excited to hear from even more mothers out there about how you can juggle your life and still track macros and be successful with it. So I love that. that. You definitely can. I mean, it takes, it takes getting used to, it takes you know, that initial period of not knowing what you're doing. Like I always tell my followers, it's okay to be a beginner. You want to be a beginner because you learn from that. And as time goes on, it just becomes natural. And it's, it's something you just have to, you have to stick with for a period Mm -hmm. of time and then it becomes natural and it's super easy. That's awesome. Now, um, how did you find macros? Like how was it introduced to you and exactly how long have you been tracking macros for? So I am a researcher. I'm sure Alexis knows this from watching my stories. I research, I read, I listen to podcasts, I watch YouTube. So when I first wanted to lose weight, I went 
about it thinking, okay, you know, you type that initial into Google, how do you lose weight? <laughs> and so you type <laughs> that in, you're like, how to lose weight? And um, so I did that. And then I would see these things called like tracking macros or flexible dieting. And I'm like, what is this? Because all I heard at the time was keto, keto, everything was keto. And I thought, oh, I just don't think I can, that's not for me. I don't think that's for me. And I tried so many off the wall diets, like just crazy things. So then I started researching flexible dieting and macros and all that stuff. And I would listen to podcasts and, and all of that. And honestly, at the time, I had no idea what a nutrition label even meant. I just knew it was on there. And so it was two years ago, April 24th in 2018, I decided, okay, let's try, let's try macros. Let's just try it. What, what's the harm? And it stuck. And two years went by and I was still doing it. <laughs> so that was it. So really quickly, kind of going back to the beginning of when your, I guess your fitness journey started, was it after your, your youngest baby? Was it after Berkeley that you, um, kind of had been at your highest weight and like, kind of how did that happen and how did you, uh, transition into macros from there? So I, um, breastfed her for 13 months and I knew at that time I wasn't in a place to want to try to lose weight. It just wasn't something that I was interested in because at the time it was like I had postpartum depression. My husband was working out of town all of the time. And so I waited and she was 18 months when I started. And um, it was just something at the, I don't really know. It was like at that time I knew that I needed to fix something, but I wasn't sure what it was as far as like food goes. So just knowing how, learning how to read a a nutrition label was key. So that was it basically. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Lexis, out of curiosity, because I don't think I've asked you this, how did you start following Mary? I just remember stumbling across your page from another follower, someone else that I was following, um, you know, who counted macros. And I just was so drawn to your your authentic way of sharing like everything. Like you just kind of said, you go, you, you cover everything from like, you always share how you clean your house and like little ways to like be really effective (laughs) with cleaning. And I'm such a clean freak. And so for me, I'm like, Ooh, like I just loved the way that you kind of shared all the things. And that's how I am too. Um, you know, really authentically sharing what you're doing in that moment and like whatever works for you. And if people want to follow you, and are okay with like listening to you ramble about all the things, then they're going to follow you. And I feel like that's why you have such loyal followers who really, um, care about what you're doing and care about what you have to say. Um, and that's just kind of why I was drawn to your page. So I don't even remember when, but it's been a while. I mean, at least a year. So, yeah. So when you first started tracking macros, did you do this whole process on your own or did you ever reach out to like another program or ever have a coach at any point? Um, I didn't have a coach and not because I, I think coaching is fantastic, but for me, I was at such a low point in my life that I knew that I needed to step up for myself at that point. I needed to do something I needed to show myself that I was capable of doing something because at that time I, I honestly didn't feel mentally that I was capable of doing anything. And so I was like, okay, let's step up. I've got to man up basically. And I've got to do this for myself. And so I just did a lot of research and trial and error. I mean, I messed up a lot and, um, but that's it. You just learn from your mistakes. So that's mm-hmm. it. People ask me all the time. They're like, you didn't have a yeah. coach. Like, what? I'm like, no, <laughs> it's just me. I love that. So, so prior to your most recent pregnancy, when you obviously, was that when you were, were you at your highest weight when you began to track macros and how were your, 
uh, pregnancies prior, obviously, you know, you have a 15 year old and then I think you said a seven year old as well. So before Berkeley, I was heavier, but I was never that heavy. And then after I had her was when I went through issue when I was pregnant with her, I had bad gallstones and it was horrible. It was debilitating through my whole pregnancy and there was not much I could really do. And through that, I started just gaining weight, gaining weight. And then I had her and I went through really bad postpartum depression because my husband basically like a week after I had her left and was gone out of town and he would be gone all week long and come home for like a day and a half. And then he'd be gone all week long. And I was at home alone with my three kids and it was very hard for me. So I just slowly developed this binge eating habit where it was like I would eat and eat to like, you know, mask the emotions that I was feeling at the time. And I thought, oh, it's okay. I'm breastfeeding. Like I'm supposed to eat. So like I'm supposed to do this. And so that's what I was telling myself. And then I went through a really bad experience of getting my gallbladder removed. Um, and it just sent me down this spiral of depression and it was, it was horrible. And I ended up gaining like 30 pounds in a matter of like two and a half months or something. It was really bad. And then that's when we decided to just pick up and move because I was living in Austin and he was working about three and a half hours away. So we just decided, let's just move. So we like found a house, moved quick. And we, you know, we moved here where we are now. And, um, you know, we stayed here and then that's when I decided, okay, it's time to kick things into gear and fix what's happening in my life. Otherwise it's going to continue down this path that I probably won't be able to return from very easily. I just want to say really quick, sorry, Zan. Um, first of all, thank you so much for like being so vulnerable to share that story just because, um, obviously I am a new mom. And so I do know how difficult, you know, postpartum can be. And, um, I know that there are so many people who struggle with, with postpartum depression and anxiety. And, um, it's such a new world and there's so many things that can happen and not to mention a health scare like you had with your gallstones and that surgery. And then your husband being away, these are all things that I think, you know, so many people can relate to. And so I just wanted to say, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, just because I think it's very relatable and a lot of people, you know, will really be able to feel connected to you in that way. So, you know, I'm sorry that you went through that. That sounds really, really tough, but you're freaking you're a rock star. Like you really are. I know. I was just going to say with everything going on at that time, the fact that you came out of it like successful and just a happier version of you is a testament that like macros really can be life changing. And so, you know, I wanted to ask you, and of course, only if you're comfortable talking about this, but in terms of your postpartum depression, do you feel like when you finally took control of one aspect of your life, like you know, your nutrition and it started, you started seeing the results. Um, do you feel like that helped get you out of that depression? Yes. It was a mix of me learning how to eat. And basically because I was, I came from binge eating really bad. I was a secret binge eater. Nobody really knew about it at all. Um, and me learning how to basically eat again. And that changed my life. That and weightlifting. Um, going to the gym was like my therapy going and lifting. Even at the time when I was 203 pounds, I could only lift like five pound weights or whatever, but it was like, I could go in every day, no matter what I was feeling. And I could just push myself to new limits because I, that's what I needed at the time. I needed something for me because the only identity that I had, and as much as I love being a mom and as much as I love being a wife, 
and staying at home can cause you to maybe lose your identity a little bit. And um, I feel like I did for a long time. And I think that having something for myself, like learning how to eat, doing this on my own, um, weightlifting, um, all of that brought me back up to the surface because I was, I felt like I was drowning for a long time. I just think that's so amazing. And it shows you that, you know, exercise and nutrition are such underutilized forms of antidepressants and anti-anxiety, like honestly medication. And so it's, I just wanted to kind of you know, highlight that because it really can, you know, pull you out of that funk without necessarily going to, you know, great links like medication or whatnot. And not that, not that medication is bad. Mm-hmm, yeah. Totally. And that's one thing I mean, that I, people ask me, they're like, did you ever, um, have medic, like take medication? I'm like, no. Cause at first I wasn't opposed to it, of course, but at first I thought, okay, let's just try this and see what happens because, I wanted to try everything I could before I decided to take medication and do all of that. So I think for me, it was like, let's just, let's just see what happens. Like what's the worst that could happen. So I would go to the gym every day, even seven days a week. I wouldn't lift seven days a week, but just the habit of going every day. And cause it was something so new, I needed to create that habit. And so I'd go every day. Sometimes I would just walk on the treadmill. Sometimes I would go and just stretch or whatever, but just showing up every day for myself. That was key for me. That's so amazing. That is. It's really empowering. And I actually love that you keep talking about strength training because, well, one, it's one of my favorite things to me do. Me too. But yeah. Get me back to the gym. <laughs> but I, uh, you got cleared though, right? Yeah, Alexis? but there's no gyms open. <laughs> true, true. I know. I can't I keep forgetting. Well, and here in Texas, you can go to the gym. Yeah. I'm going to come to your gym, Mary. I'm coming over. Come on. Come. <laughs> Lexus, you can just, you can drive to San Diego and work out. I'm going to soon. You and Chloe are going to put me through a CrossFit workout. I can't freaking wait. (laughs) Let's do it. But I love that you aren't talking about cardio necessarily, right? Like it is so ingrained, especially with diet culture, that the only way to lose weight is cardio, cardio, cardio. And you're literally just talking about strength training and counting your macros. And so I kind of wanted to ask like, how did you, or if you ever were in that mindset of just cardio, how did you get yourself out of that and find this love of strength training? Honestly, I never was. <laughs> so I found my love of strength training came from the beginning. Really, I used, when I was in the um, midst of losing all of my weight, yes, I did incorporate some cardio, um, like hit. I would do hit sprints um, like twice a week, but that was really all that I did. Um, and that only lasted for about six months. Um, the only cardio that I do now is walking. That's it. I wa- I love to go walking. That is my favorite thing. At the at the end of the night when all my kids are laid down, I love going like at night or I would go early in the morning before I could go at night. I loved just that's my quiet time, just getting my steps in, throwing headphones on, listening to a podcast, listening to whatever. I love crime junkies, so I listen to that. Like I just like <laughs> like anything. It's just me time. So really do cardio. I'm not a fan of it. I never was, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, preach it, sister. Me neither. Seriously. And that's, like you said, cardio is not a bad thing. Of course, it assists in weight loss and reaching your goals, but it's not the only thing. And so I do love that you've had this amazing transformation and you have not had to rely on that. Especially with like real ladies, yeah, especially with real body (laughs) recomposition, right? Like, okay, yes, you can lose the weight and cardio can be 
helpful. Um, you know, you're, you're burning calories at the end of the day, but with body recomposition and actually seeing that shape and that, you know, tone as girls like to say, and, and showing your muscles, revealing your muscles, um, is going to be strength training. It just, it is, that's, that's, what's going to get you there. So when people ask me about loose skin, because they're like, how did you not have, how do you not have loose skin? Which I do. Um, I do have some, but it's not the, um, to the extent that some have. And I honestly truly believe it's because I never did rely on cardio so much. And I, I honestly believe that is what has helped my skin kind of bounce back to where it was. Like I said, I do have loose skin. My, we're all ladies here. My boobs went from like massive to like not massive. Like I lost my boobs like <laughs> crazy. And if you see my transformation pictures, you know, like my boobs were and I hated them. I hated my boobs. And I know a lot of women can say, oh no, what? Why do you hate your boobs? I did. I lived with big boobs my whole life and I hated it. And in a matter of like, uh, probably like three months, it was insane. They just disappeared. But honestly, I think what helped with the loose skin is the fact that I didn't, I wasn't a cardio junkie. I was more of a strength training junkie. And I think that really, really mm -hmm. truthfully helped. So I love that. And that's so funny that you're, <laughs> you're talking about your boobs because, um, and by the way, everything is open here. We talk oh, about yeah. everything, but I just posted a recent transformation, um, of me like back in college versus now. And I'm in a bathing suit and, when I looked at my past photo from like 2013, my boobs are like literally like triple the size of what they are now. It's insane. But just like you, I hated them. Like I always love to work out and they're just in the way. So I was like, I am okay that my boobs have decreased in like two cup sizes. So <laughs> for years, even in high school, because all of my friends didn't have, and I could, I've talked about this so many times and it's carried on through my adult life is, you know, um, not be able to go like at the time when, when I would, when we would first go to target back in the day when target was newer, um, they didn't have a line where you could get a bigger cup size and it was devastating. All my friends, let's go get a bathing suit. And never, never could I go to target and just grab a bathing suit. And it was a huge insecurity of mine. Now I don't have the same aesthetic as I used to. I mean, I've had three kids. I breastfed both of them for like two of them for 13 months. It's not the same aesthetic, but I'm a lot happier than I was then. And I, I attribute a lot of that to strength training. I, I really do. Yeah. Now, um, in terms of, you know, being a mom of three, how do you juggle being, being a mom and then also being this health and fitness blogger and honestly, this true inspiration to so many women out there? If I'm being honest, I don't juggle it, to be honest with you. I, I, really, <laughs> I don't. I just, I just go and I share what I share. Some people, most people love it. Um, you know, when I share just silly things like, you know, with my son, I'll just share like different things that I use with him or whatever. It's just, I, I don't consider it juggling. It's like, Oh, I think everybody needs to know this. So I'll just share it. And that's it. Um, or, you know, most of the time when I document something like right now, I'm documenting my pull up progress and that's for me. And then I just kind of share it with everybody. So it's like, Oh, I want to, I want to document this and record this for me so I can look back on it. And then that's it. I mean, I don't really, I don't feel like I juggle it. I just share what I share. I would, I would say also, I mean, just from watching you every day, I do think you definitely are pretty, um, 
you have a schedule, you know, you're very, are you, would you consider yourself to be type A? I feel like you kind of always have a schedule and you always have like things kind of planned out. And like, like I said, you know, sharing how you clean your house, like when, you know, at the end of the night so that when you wake up the next day, it's clean. And, um, I think I just really noticed that you always have kind of things lined up. Um, and do you, how do you kind of schedule in your workouts and your fitness uh, through your day? Like, do your kids, do you have like a specific time or do you kind of just do it whenever you can fit it in? So I think the reason why I am this way is because like I told you before, my husband for the first five years of our marriage was gone all of the time. He worked, um, he's worked his way up from the bottom to where he is now. So it was a huge sacrifice for us. And I think for me, since I was the sole parent, I kind of had to have this like type A personality because I didn't have a backup. You know, when you have your partner with you, you can let go of the reins a little bit. So for me, having a schedule has always been a thing. It's not a new thing for me. But because of the fact that I have a 15 year old, I kind of have a built in babysitter. So it's like when I can go to the gym is just when I can go. And I feel bad saying that because not everybody has a 15 year old. So everybody's like, where do your kids stay? I'm like, well, I have a 15 year old. So it's like, you know, I just kind of go. But normally I go like when during the summer, I'll go like in the morning, um, like between 1030 and 11. Um, just because the, the kids have eaten breakfast and everything's kind of slowed down and then I can, you know, come back for lunch and all that. During the school year, obviously I can't because I go to Planet Fitness, they don't have a childcare. So since I have my three-year-old, I'll go in the evenings. And at that time, my husband's normally home, my teenager's home. And so then I can go like around 6.30. So it really all depends on the time of the year when I can That's go. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in terms of like you tracking macros and just like cooking in your household, I feel like a lot of our moms, um, one of the struggles is one, not the whole household doesn't want to eat the same thing. And so it's making multiple meals, um, when it comes to dinner time, or they have young kiddos who have really yummy snacks and they catch themselves eating their kids snacks. So how do you combat that? If that has been some issues for you? So I actually wrote that down, which is so funny that you even say that. Cause that was something I wanted to talk about. And for me, something that I've always thought of through this whole process is it doesn't matter what we're eating as long as we're sitting there together and that's something that I have kind of instilled through this whole thing is all of us can have something else that's different but as long as we're together that's the main important thing so I pick on Saturdays are my days that I meal prep for myself and I will meal prep all of my protein or like my desserts, whatever I'm going to have or anything like that. I meal prep on Saturdays. On Sundays, I meal prep for my husband, for his work and whatever. Meal prep for me is key. Now for my kids, because they're so young, I mean, they they'll eat basically whatever. So there are a lot of nights where we don't eat the same thing. And, you know, my teenager will fix her own thing and whatever. But if we are going to eat the same thing, it's okay to like change a bun out for something else or whatever like it's okay to not eat the exact same thing and I think that moms feel guilty sometimes when they're not eating what their family's eating but remember that your goals aren't their goals and sometimes we have to make that little sacrifice for a short period of time it doesn't have to be forever but you are going to have to make some sacrifices if you do want to lose weight and it's okay as long as you're together I think we need to like let go of that guilt of Oh, well, my family's eating this and I'm just over here. Well, it's, it's, it's okay. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Just meal prep. That's the that. key. Meal prep and be together. That's the main important thing yeah. is being together. So. 
The fact that you meal prep for your husband, oh my God, you're a rock star. He is one lucky man. <laughs> I'm the lucky one, believe me. He, he works very hard. I love it. <laughs> Lexus, are you going to do that for Ellery? Well, if he ever goes back to the office, yes. Um, no, very but, it, you know, and it's funny because I, you know, obviously my baby is seven weeks old, so she isn't eating my food yet, any, you know, grown food. But in terms of people will ask me a lot, you know, what uh, does your husband count macros? Is he eating the same stuff as you? Like, how do you deal with that? And um, I actually was going to share a post um, that I saw recently that I really loved about that and how you can kind of build your plates with the same meal, but differently, like you just said, small swaps. So it's, he'll have a burger with a bun and fries and I'll have a burger wrapped in lettuce with carrots or whatever. And so like, we're still eating the same thing with small, you know, little changes. And sometimes he wants a quesadilla and I want a pita pizza. And so we just make two separate things. Sometimes we both have the exact same thing. So it just depends. And I think like Mary said, people need to let go of like the guilt, um, whether it's your husband or your kids or your whole family, like as long as you're all happy and you're all eating things that make you feel good and that are healthy and that make you happy to eat and you're all together, I think let go of the idea that you need to be eating like the exact same thing. One of my friends, it's super important to her to eat the same things as her family. And so if that is something that is so important to you, then that is okay. Just fit it into your day, pre-log it, meal plan your week and be like, okay, so this day I'm gonna make this and this day I'm gonna make this and then pre-log it and then you can work your day around your family meal. If that's something that is so important to you, that is okay. Yes. Just plan your day around that meal and make it work. You know, everybody, everybody's family dynamic will be different. So you just have to make it work for your specific family. Totally. And kind of going off of that, just because I'm curious, uh, selfishly, I want to know in terms of, you know, you said in the beginning you had really learned a nutrition label and that you had never really, you know, known anything about what it was or how to read a nutrition label. So when you first started counting macros, what was that transition like weighing your food on a food scale, logging it into my fitness pal? Did you feel like it was extremely overwhelming? Was, was it something that kind of just came second nature to you kind of what was walk us through that process because I know so many people it's very daunting and overwhelming to weigh your food log your food track your food and like for you to be such a newbie at one point like we all are and then to become so great at it how was that for you how was that journey at first yeah it was it was a little bit weird to get a scale out and be like okay let's weigh my peanut butter <laughs> because I mean let's come on when you make a peanut butter sandwich you're like lathering that on and you re don't realize what a serving size is so to me it was like you know that first month it was more eye-opening than anything of being like oh this is what a serving size looks like okay that that was it but as far as it being daunting no because i love learning and to me it was just this learning process of like all everything that I was doing was just me teaching myself and me learning. And I think that's why it wasn't so daunting to me because I just love to learn. And that's what, you know, we tell a lot of our clients who may not be so keen on tracking and logging everything that you don't have to do it the rest of your life, especially when they join our program. It's 12 weeks. So I, I just tell my clients track 
every little thing so that you can learn so that down the road you can literally just eyeball things and not have to weigh and measure. And so do you feel like now that you've been tracking for a couple of years, you have gotten to that point of more intuitive eating or do you still find yourself like tracking every single day? So I actually stopped tracking a month ago and um, because I just, I had been doing it so consistently for two years that it was something that I decided a month ago that I was ready to start trusting myself in a way of not um, tracking anymore because I knew that my ultimate goal was to give up the scale and start intuitive eating. Um, I do think that I will go back to, um, you know, weighing again when I start doing a cut, but that's not going to be till like next year. Right now I'm in a maintenance building phase. So I think I'm just, I'm, I think that is always the ultimate goal is teaching yourself what a serving size looks like. And that way you can eyeball it. It's not a forever thing. Like I've always said, you have to make sacrifices. You have to be willing to make sacrifices. Otherwise you're, I mean, with anything that you want to do in life, you have to be willing to make a sacrifice for a short period of time doesn't have to be forever Mm -hmm. so and I've been loving intuitive eating and that's the reward of macro tracking is you know learning how to build a plate Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. absolutely now a random question that just popped into my head because I feel like I've heard this a lot from clients if they um have boyfriends husbands whether they live with them or not There has been times where, of course, like their husbands and boyfriends are supportive of what they're doing, especially when they see how much happiness it brings them. But then there's also kind of those jabs of like, oh, it's one meal out or, oh, it's a couple of drinks. It's not a big deal kind of thing. And then it kind of almost makes our clients feel bad and guilty for what they're doing. Now, when you first started, was there ever like any of that coming from your husband? Like, did it disrupt date nights or things like that? And like, how did you maneuver those situations? Yeah. Well, first of all, what's a date night? can't remember (laughs) but um no honestly yeah he he would make fun of me um in the beginning uh we make fun of each other so it's that's kind of our relationship he would make fun of me or sometimes it would be like oh you know you're doing this or whatever but he on he never pressured me like oh it's just one meal see i don't drink alcohol so he knows that so it's never the it's just one drink type thing because that's just not something that we even touch on he drinks i don't it's just a personal thing for me um, but the going out, I, if I knew we were going to go out, then I would just plan ahead of time. It was never something that it was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just one meal. It's like, okay, if it's just one meal, then I'll just plan ahead of time and that's it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes he would make fun of me and he still, he still makes fun of me about it still. I mean, it is. What it is. <laughs> but like I've said, if you have a goal, all of those little voices that people are telling you, you kind of just have to push to the side because your goals are not their goals. And some people might not understand it and that's okay. They don't, it's not for anybody else to understand, but you. So you just keep on Mm -hmm. moving forward and keep on going. Yes, me too. And I think that's a great message for a lot of our goals because they do, you know, now that social activities are becoming a little bit, you know, prominent and society except where we are Lexus um (laughs) you know they're they're trying to navigate all these situations and they do feel obligated to hang out with their friends or boyfriend or whatever and they do feel like it sometimes derails their progress and they want to say no but feel like they can't and so I think that was a great point to say it's it's your goals not anyone else's that's when you know when people are like oh well you know I can't do it because my husband this 
your your kids, your husband, your friend, your mom, your grandma, your aunt, your uncle, whoever it is, that's not their goal. You can't you can't make anyone else your excuse because when you're bringing in extra excuses, you're never going to take accountability for you and your actions. So that's important. You've got to take account- accountability for everything. So if you decide tonight, I'm just going to do whatever, then that's okay. You, you do that. And that is your prerogative, but don't complain about it after like you, if you want to have a night out with your girlfriends and do whatever, do that by all means, do it, but just accept it and accept the fact that that's what you're going to do and then move mm-hmm. on the next day. And that's it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Um, let's dive into some fun food topics. Ooh, so I know. We love talking about food. Let's get real. (laughs) So um, whether they were at the beginning of your journey or now, what would you say are some of your like favorite macro-friendly finds, like things that you implement on a regular basis? So I eat a lot of the same foods. And I think that that is normal for most people. Like you find what you like and it's just, you know, you just kind of like eat the same things and it makes it your life so much easier when you can just find the things that you love. So I love zucchini oats. I love those. I love my yogi bowls every night, which is like cottage cheese and um, yogurt. Um, I love those. I With love- all the toppings though. Like your yogurt bowls are next level. Like, you know, it is amazing. I love them because you can make these bowls. It has all of this protein, but then you can just add whatever toppings you want. And it's so fun. That's like the funnest part for me is just like finding all the toppings to put on top. It's like Froyo at home, the Froyo bar, you know, where you put all the toppings on every night. It's a different topping. Yes. The best. So, I mean, I love those. I love protein cheesecake. Cheesecake is my favorite thing so the fact that i now have this like protein cheesecake that i've been making every single week my life has forever changed um you know finding macro friendly ways to make your favorite foods is just so fun for me because you can you can mm-hmm. almost make a macro friendly way of of anything so mm-hmm. i love that i mean i don't know i love all food it's hard for me to pick yeah. one it's <laughs> like it's, i don't know i love everything give me all the food <laughs> But I like that you said like you eat a lot of the same things because we do encourage our clients, especially the ones that are brand new to tracking. It's like you don't have to eat the same thing every day. Of course you don't. But find like five like staples for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then your favorite snacks and then just have them on rotation exactly so that you already know how to track them. You've already created the recipe in MyFitnessPal. And like, again, yeah, the work is done at the beginning, but now you're making your life so much easier. And so I feel like I do the same thing. Yeah. And to go off of that, I've said this so many other times and I think on the podcast too, but like it doesn't matter if you eat the same things over and over and over as long as you love them. You know what I mean? So it's different if you're being forced to eat chicken and asparagus and freaking cauliflower rice if you hate it and like you're eating it every day and you're like, oh my God, this is terrible. And you you end up like resenting it and you never want to eat asparagus again. But if you're eating things that you genuinely love and at the end of the night, you're like, I love this meal. I love everything I ate today. I'm so satisfied. It was so yummy. And like every bite is good. Then you can eat that every single day if you want, as long as it's making you happy to eat it, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to repeat things as long as they're good to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I literally eat the same breakfast every single day, but I can tell you, I go to bed looking forward to that meal every single night. 
And it hasn't, I, I just am not getting tired of it. And so if that's the case, like Lexus, I use the, I use your line all the time. If you are not enjoying the food or loving the food that you're eating, you are doing it wrong. Exactly. Food. Wait, but Zan, what's your breakfast? Tell me. My breakfast, I've probably posted on The Habit before, but um, I do my two pieces of toast in the morning with Greek yogurt slathered on top of it, and I'll put berries. I'll switch up the berries, whether it's strawberries, blueberries, whatever, drizzle um, of honey, and then I put um, almond butter on it too. Oh. Fully loaded toast, and it's so good, and like so much protein, and I mean, it has all three macros. So I look forward. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a huge Greek yogurt fan. I know not everyone is, but I'm Greek myself. And so I grew up on it and I put it on like everything. Oh, (laughs) the best. Yes. So yep. Eat it every day. Um, (laughs) now, you know, for moms trying to navigate this situation, would you say there's any, I mean, I know we've covered a lot of things already, but any like big tips you would suggest to them for new trackers who have kiddos in the house and they're just finding the process very overwhelming? Um, honestly, I think the best thing to do is pre-planning your day at the end of the night when everybody has gone to bed, take like five, 10 minutes out of your day out of at night and just sit down and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to eat today. Um, you know, and you did ask about eating your kids snacks and I didn't even answer that. I just remembered to, to <laughs> I don't know, like I was going to tell you for me in the beginning, that was hard because it would, it's, they're so easily, easy and readily available just right there. Um, but for me, like after I started finding the foods that I truly love, they, that didn't sound good to me anymore. So I think the key is to find treats, to find foods that you actually love. And then your kids goldfish, that's not gonna sound good to you anymore. Like that's the key <laughs> for me is finding stuff that I truly love. And I think that that's key is just pre-planning your day, finding foods that you love and enjoying enjoying the process. Don't make it harder than it needs to be, enjoy it. And it, you know, that's, that will go a long way for you. No, I, I asked that question though too because I used to babysit some of my younger cousins and I was catching myself doing that. They like wouldn't finish their whole bowl of mac and cheese and I'm like, oh my God. And I was just eating after them. And you know, a lot of our women who have done that, they're obviously not tracking that. And then, you know, you have no idea what your macros look like at the end of the day. And so that's why, you know, if you are gonna do that, great, but you have to track it if you wanna be as accurate as possible. Yeah, I think we're all yeah, guilty of those bites and licks and tastes. I mean, I am. It's hard to yeah. like see your kids' food and be like, oh, they didn't eat those vegetables or they didn't eat that fruit. Let me just like eat it real quick or this half of the sandwich or the crust off of the sandwich. You're like, crap, I'll just eat it. And sometimes you don't even realize you do it. It's just out of habit. And you're like, I just ate half of that sandwich. And I didn't even realize it. But I think once you kind of make up your mind, there is no better power than a made up mind. And just making up your mind like, I won't, I won't do this. Like this is, this is it. This is for me. So I'm just, I'm not going to do it. So pack it up as soon as, if you want to save it, as soon as you see it, just put it away, wrap it up, put it in the fridge again or toss it. Like the second, don't even think twice about it. Don't leave it there. Don't stare at it. Just put it away, throw it away, put it in the fridge, whatever you're going to do. I love it. Um, Something that you had mentioned earlier that um, I wanted to ask a little bit more about how, you know, your meal prep days are Saturdays and, um, you know, you said whether that's making your protein or whatnot. And so I take it like you're making everything in bulk, correct? And if so, like, um, 
because I just feel like a lot of our women think that they need to do a lot of intricate recipes and like that's when they get overwhelmed and it's more of like like tell us like how simplistic it really can be and maybe exactly like what you do meal prep to like be able to you know make food for an entire week if that's the case for instance I will make um chicken and ground turkey and then during the week I'm like what sounds good with this chicken and then you can add in whatever you want like you want to have um whatever it is chicken enchilada you can use that chicken and use like a cut to carb wrap and make chicken enchiladas with it or you can like lately I've been doing um chicken salad you can make that with it or if you have ground turkey you can make sloppy joes you can make tacos you can make whatever but as long as you have your protein made kind of the possibilities are endless as far as what you want for that day um but the bulk of the prep is taken out of it because you've already done it that first day and if you have your desserts ready Mm -hmm. then you kind of already don't you already have that for you so it's like i make a cheesecake every week and i have that ready for me and easy for me to eat and it's there and I look forward to it every day because I'm like oh this cheesecake (laughs) let's go eat it so and your oats (laughs) prep your oats every week right right. Mm -hmm. I prep my oats so I'll prep um six days and I um, make zucchini oats every week because it's so easy I can just take it out of the fridge and I keep it like in a pyrex thing and it's so much volume and I do um oats with zucchini and egg whites and there's tons of protein um it's so voluminous it's filling and i top it with cocoa bar in a jar and i top it with my nut butter and it's just so good i eat it every day lately i haven't just because i've been trying to get through some stuff but i could never get tired of it ever (laughs) i love it no i think that's a really great strategy it's to make the protein to ensure you're getting that macro in and then kind of build your meals upon that yes i think that's a really good tip yeah Have you, this is really random and I don't know if you do this, but have you ever like thought of like macro coaching or like do people reach out to you all the time for assistance with it? Um, (laughs) That's probably the number one question I get. When I do a Q and A every time they're like, when are you going to become a coach? I need you to become my coach. Like when, when, when I'm like, oh, not yet, not yet. And I put it off. I put it off all the time. Um, seriously my number one question people ask me all the time um when will i become a coach because they want to sign up i'm like eventually yes that is my goal i want to become a coach um i'm more i think it's my own personal like i'm just scared (laughs) i'm scared to take that step so yes i do get asked that all the time (laughs) as i'm sure you did too lexis right before you joined the habit yes Oh my God, all the time. It was like, when are you going to coach me? And I'm like, I don't know. And it had been something I wanted to do for so, so long, but I didn't want to embark on it on my own in the beginning. I wanted to have that foundation of other strong women around me um, and just have that like structure. And I just, to be honest with you, if I'm being totally honest, I didn't know a lot of the business back end, and I didn't, I wanted that to be very professional. I didn't want it to be this half-ass like, oh yeah, Venmo me 20 bucks. You know, I wanted it to be professional and I wanted it to be a business that people would take seriously. And so in that moment, when people would ask me, I didn't feel as though I was, um, well-versed enough in the business side. I felt like I could have coached people for the last probably four years, but it was more business stuff that I was like, "Mm, like, how am I going to have you pay me? Or like, maybe I'll just do it for (laughs) free. And so that was kind of what held me up. Um, and then I just begged you guys to let me join until you did. No, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, (laughs) I was just 
I was determined. You're like so, I don't know, so calming. Just your voice. I'm like, oh, I could like listen to you. Like you're you're so well knowledge and just the way that you talk. I could imagine how people just gravitate towards you. So you're doing a really oh. good job. I can tell. Oh, that makes me happy. I hate listening to my voice. <laughs> man she's like so relaxing you're just like hey like just really relaxing like man i can listen to her talk all day long wow i love (laughs) you i'm gonna go tell my husband that because he does not agree let me tell you he's like can you shut up no i'm kidding i'm kidding but oh gosh shut up (laughs) yeah yeah or no one cares that's the funny thing right like he always hears me talking to my phone and he's just thinking like babe why are you sharing these things like literally no one cares i'm like someone cares someone cares i'm telling you oh my gosh no i love how vulnerable you guys are and transparent um i've said that to you before lexis like that's something that i don't really do on my personal page but that's just because i like to kind of stay off my phone when I can totally and I'm so busy with the habit and like talking to my clients that that's enough like social media for me totally but I love I love that you women exist out there because we you know do find inspiration in your guys's stories and especially all the like tiny things like cleaning products and whatnot of course that's going to be useful for anyone so I love it I kind of want to know, like, what's next for you? Like, obviously, I watched your stories, um, I'm sorry, and all your posts, like, the past week, kind of going over your journey of transitioning into intuitive eating, kind of letting go of the obsession that had kind of developed in terms of, you know, wanting to see a certain number and, like, get get really small, and you're now kind of transitioning to, like you said, a bulking phase, you're in maintenance, you're going to wait a while to cut, so kind of walk us through where you are now and what your goals are for like the next six months. And then, you know, in the future after that, what are you kind of aiming for? So I think I fell into that trap of of comparing myself to people on social media. I think most women or even men go through that where they look at someone on social media and they feel like they'll, they will never attain what the other person have. And that's kind of why I always like to share different things like I just posted about how my skin moves and all of that stuff because I think that's important and I think that's something that I want people to come to my page and know that they're not alone in their thoughts and I went through this phase where I'm 5'7 and I my last cut I got down to 118 pounds and for me it was I was basically skin and bones I felt horrible I was trying to reach this level of leanness that was not something that I needed to be at. I'm not a competitor. I don't do that. I'm just a lifestyle. I want to live a lifestyle lean, but not to the point where I couldn't sleep well. I was, my mood was horrible. Um, My biofeedback was just really bad. Um, So I kind of started slowly doing things like introducing untracked meals once once a week. I would just eat whatever I wanted. And it was like, I would go to a restaurant and it was like, doesn't matter the macros, I'm going to just eat whatever I wanted. And that started back in, I think, February-ish, because I had went through this phase where it's like, I can't eat that because it's doesn't, like, it's not fitting my macros. And I, it was like a mental thing that I had went through that I didn't go through in the beginning, but it kind of developed over being on social media for so long. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, if I don't get this lean, then nobody's going to take my progress seriously and nobody's going to take my transformation seriously. And so then I then I decided to do those untracked meals and then I went through a cut when COVID started I thought okay well I don't have the gym so I don't want to eat 
um, and surplus. So I'll just cut while I'm while we're in um, quarantine. And I went. I got down to. I, I got down to. Um, because over the over the winter break, I had did like a bulk phase, so I got from one eighteen to like around like one thirty. After I had got down to one eighteen, and then um, I cut again, and then I I got down to like one twenty six, and I started just feeling awful again. And I realized like even just hitting into the one twenties for me personally wasn't something that I didn't feel good. My body and instantly just, I could just tell my sleep would go bad. Um, my mood was bad and all of that. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to end this cut now because I realized I was falling into that same trap again. And I just stopped and I thought I'm not going to track. So I would just kind of pre-plan my day at first on my fitness pal, because I wasn't sure like how to go back into intuitive eating. So I would just pre-plan my day and just be like, okay, this is what I'm going to have, but I'm not going to weigh it. And then I slowly went into not weighing it and not tracking. And I broke my streak on my fitness pal, which was really sad for me. <laughs> so, but I, I um, just decided, okay, like this is enough. I'm not going to chase being skinny anymore. And I'm going to find myself beyond tracking because I did it to achieve my goal. And I did achieve my goal. And now I need to learn new goals. And that's what I'm always about is getting those goals achieving those goals and setting new ones. So now my new one is eating intuitively, gaining strength, which I feel like I'm doing so much of right now. And it just motivates me even more to keep going because at the time when I was 118 pounds, I could barely lift anything. And lifting was so therapeutic to me. And it was like, I didn't enjoy it because I wasn't gaining any strength and I wasn't eating to fuel the lifts that I was doing. And so now it's like, I feel so much better. So I think in about six months, we'll see. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. I Right now, I'm just kind of playing it month by month. So I, I don't know what the future holds. That sounds good, though. I love it. Yeah. I think we all are. We don't know what 2020 has in store for us anymore. So <laughs> take it month by month. <laughs> No, but I think that's incredible. You touch on a lot of different phases and most importantly, you're listening to your body. And so, you know, that number on the scale is so insignificant, you know, if you are miserable. And so, you know, you reset your goals, which um, is fine to do. We have different goals at different times in our life. And so I think that's really cool that you've, you know, gone through that whole journey and experienced it all. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're called life seasons for a reason, you know, like you go through seasons of life where your main goal is to cut and get really lean, like for me before my wedding and I did and I achieved it and then, you know, I got pregnant and now I'm in a different season of my life as, as a new mom and I'm breastfeeding and that's my main goal and to nourish my baby and we all have those seasons and I think being able to talk about them and, and, um, experience them together and it's just, it's so great to have, you know, different people going through different things together. So Mm -hmm. we're so happy to hear yours. Um, Yes. On that note, um, and you can just kind of say this out loud. And then of course I'll put this in the episode notes, but um, where can our listeners find you? What is your Instagram handle? And if you have any other social. So I, I just do Instagram um, and it's Mary McKee fit, super generic and easy. (laughs) You just find me on Instagram. That's it. How do you spell it? M-A-R-Y-M-C-K-E-E-F-I-T. Perfect. Perfect. And again, of course, I'll put that in the episode notes so that you guys can all follow her and her journey because she's such an inspiration. 
But before we end this episode, you know what time it is. Lexis, take it away. (laughs) Macro hack. Macro (laughs) hack of the week. Woo. She sings it every time, Mary, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) Yeah. God. Me with my really good singing voice. I hit it so good every time. Yes. But Mary's going to start out telling us her macro hack of the week. Okay. And since I am a mom, I wanted to share. We all love Chick-fil-A. It's our kids' favorite place. And so for me, my friend taught me about this. This is something I came up with. My friend taught me who she's like a Chick-fil-A connoisseur. But sometimes we don't want to go to Chick-fil-A and get a salad. Okay. Sometimes we want a sandwich. So I always get the Chick-fil-A grilled sandwich and it comes on like this multi-grain bun. But if you change that bun out for a white bun with no butter, it takes about 70 calories off of the sandwich. And so I always get the Chick-fil-A grilled chicken sandwich on a white bun with no butter and then a side salad. And it is so good. So good. Are you talking about Angie? Yes. Don't you love Angie? Oh my God. I I love her so much. We talk all the time. I want all her cinnamon buns. I want all her pretzels. She's another incredible, incredible person to follow on Instagram who's had a huge weight loss journey through macros, who's also kind of transitioning to intuitive eating. Um, so she's incredible. I found her through you and I knew that's who you were going to say, because I always see her talking about Chick-fil-A and like, yeah, all her hacks. She's amazing with her hacks too. So I'm, I'm all for it. I love it. And I love that too, Mary, because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, multi-grain, wheat bread, whatever, that's healthier. And it's like you switched it to white bread and you're actually saving more macros. So I think that's awesome. <laughs> when you, you don't think about it, but they do add butter to the bun and you're like, oh, okay. But it's, And some people think it's weird, but honestly, they've never questioned me. You just go and you're like, hey, can I have a chicken sandwich on a white bun with no butter? They're like, sure. And they're fine because, you know, Chick-fil-A is the best customer service ever. They do. But in general, ask what ask for what you want, ladies. It's your money, and they will yes. they will do it for you. Yes. Um, I'll go next because mine's kind of boring, but I feel like it's been a main topic with a lot of my clients. But I feel like a lot of people are struggling with their water intake, and I wanted to touch on it now that like you know we're in summer, it's hot um, in most places, and lacking that hydration is obviously going to be affecting your nutrition goals. So. Um, A couple of, or one thing that I have suggested to my clients is to set a timer on their phone, whatever it is, and have it go off every hour. Yes, that's going to be annoying, but I don't care. You have to drink every single hour when it goes off. And something as small as that really does like work. And so I have my, my clients are drinking more water than they ever have in their entire life. And they're like reaping the benefits from it. The other suggestion, suggestion I was going to say, and I can't, and I can link this in the episode notes because I cannot quite remember what the brand is, but there's that water bottle that lights up to remind you to drink water. Have you guys heard of that one? What? Oh my God. I mean, it's, I think it's like $50, but it literally lights up to remind you like, okay, it's time to drink water. And so I think it's the coolest thing. So I can link it to you if you guys are interested. Yeah. Yeah. They have so many good ones. Like the Amazon, they're the, the big gallon one where it has the times where you're supposed to drink, you know? Yeah. But yeah, 
Yeah, I literally told my grandmother, I was, I told my grandmother for like ever to set alarms on her phone to remind herself to drink water because she's really bad at drinking water too. And I'm like, Graham, you got to get your water and it's going to help your skin. She mm-hmm. like asked me what she could do for her skin. I'm like, drink more water. But yeah, yes. so the timer thing's great for everyone. Um, so my macro hack is my protein frosting. So a lot of times people need to get in the protein, but maybe they are not a fan of like mixing protein powder with water and drinking it. I know I'm not, I'll put protein powder in like my thick shake, but I don't like just a protein in water. I can't do it. So what I kind of, um, made up is a protein frosting. So I actually just do one scoop of protein and then I mix it with some almond milk, just a smidge so that it kind of makes like almost like a peanut butter consistency. And then I'll add some liquid stevia, some cinnamon, maybe like some droppers of vanilla or whatever. And I mix it up and it's literally like frosting, but it tastes like whatever the protein powder flavor is. So I'll spread it on my rice cakes or I'll like make the frosting and I'll like dump it on top of my yogurt bowl at night for like literally a hunk of like frosting. So I'll like get a little bite in each spoonful. And it's just a really easy way to get in that same serving of protein you would get in like a protein shake, but just in a different, you know, context and a little bit yummier in my opinion, because I like things to be thick and fluffy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So that's my tip, my tip, protein frosting. It's delicious. That sounds great. My mouth is watering right now. Anything frosting, give me anything frosting, anything sweets. I know. Yeah, I know. (laughs) because they're not off limits when you are tracking your macros, right? That's right. (laughs) Well, uh, Mary, thank you again for joining us. Um, We hope you listeners find her story inspirational and make sure you go follow her. Um, Yes. So next week is our season or next episode is our season finale. And we always like to do something special. And so we're going to be doing a a commute. Wow. I can't talk anymore community Q&A. <laughs> so we'll be collecting um, questions from all of our um, viewers and to see what you guys, like literally you can ask anything you want. And then um, we coaches are just going to go through and answer them. So that's going to be our season finale. Yay. Yay. Thank all you right. so much, Mary. Yes. Thank, yes. You. Thank you. Thank you. This was so <laughs> fun. Yay. Bye guys. <laughs>